0: back with us. I'm Lauren and I am a criminal and family solicitor here and I'm joined by Cameron. Cameron, how are you?
1: Good, thanks Lauren. Good to have you back.
0: Thank you, thank you. I had a little bit of time off but now we're back and ready to hit the road running. What have you got there Cameron?
1: Uh, You know what Lauren, we're here with Laura, our producer and she has surprised us all with some delicious almond milk which I have never tasted before and I thought you know what would be better than to try it at work. Right now on the podcast,
0: I see that I do have one myself, and I I have tried it before, but I'm excited to see you try it for the first time.
1: It says no added sugar, so I'm not imagining it's going to be that good. But here we go, live on air, listeners, you're about to hear me try almond milk for the first time. It, Let's it's go! A, it's a big day. Laura's ready. Let's go. Okay. Okay.
0: That was a loud swallow.
1: It just tastes like water. <laughs> it's like nutty water.
0: Juice. So you're
1: not nuts for it? No, huh? I'm. I'm not nuts for it. <laughs> I don't know why people drink this so much. That's that's where. Do you drink it often?
0: Uh look, I I normally will have it as a milk substitute, uh, with my coffee or something like that. But it's funny that we're talking about almond milk and it's been brought in. That's uh, right, by Laura, because it's
1: relevant. It's relevant for, it's organ- relevant <laughs> it for what we're talking about today, it is. isn't it? It is. Um, on. One more sip. Nuts, still not a fan. Okay.
0: <laughs> so you, we're not nuts for it. No, we're not. Um, well, almond milk's been sort of hitting, hitting the, the airwaves in some respects lately, um, hasn't it, Cameron?
1: It has. There's, um, you know, there's a bit of a debate at the moment as to whether or not almond juice or almond milk is the correct term for this delightful beverage that I have tried right now. Not that delightful, but... <laughs> well,
0: what would you like to call it, Cameron?
1: After tasting it right now, I'm going to say, I reckon it's like almond juice slash almond water.
0: So why, why would you say that, Cameron?
1: It I just doesn't taste like milk. Like it's not like that creamy texture of like, you know, like cow's milk.
0: So that's fair. So... You you may or may not be surprised to know, probably because it's in our show notes, <laughs> but um, there's been a pretty much a debate, and it's been happening in a number of countries. Um, it sort of really kicked off and got got some traction in America. Um, where else? By a woman bringing a claim against a uh, a sort of a farm company uh, called Blue Diamond Growers. Now, she was seeking a lot of things, yep. um, but specifically, she was seeking that anything not dairy milk be referred to as imitation milk, or almond milk be called almond juice.
1: Right. Now, before we go on the you know, the whim here and say that this lady was a bit crazy, taking this action eccentric. in your co- eccentric, yeah, we can go with that term, I've looked up the definition of juice and the definition of milk. So the definition, as per Google, for juice is the liquid obtained from or present in fruit or vegetables. Fair enough. And then the definition of milk is...
0: When a substance is obtained from an animal. Now, there has been some controversy because depending on where you go um, or where you look, it can be whether it's obtained from an animal or whether it's obtained from extraction So it's extraction from an animal, extraction from a place. So it can be depending on where you go.
1: Well, as per Google right here, it says an opaque white fluid rich in fat and protein secreted by female mammals for the nourishment of their young.
0: However, if you look at food regulatory definitions for what can be sold for the purposes of Popping in the coals, popping in the woolies. Yeah, it's a bit different. It's a bit different. And that's where the courts come in and that's where the case law comes in.
1: Yeah, I know. And it's amazing to think that that's the case because looking at this now and tasting it and thinking about it logically, it would be, that's not milk. <laughs> like, I, I, I would say that's not milk. I don't know what you would say. What do say.
0: you pop on your wheat bix What do you have in your coffee? That's
1: right that that's juice but anyway we'll move on to what the courts i mean so we'll,
0: we'll leave it up to our listeners to
1: decide for themselves but it's really a debate that's gained a lot of traction
0: it's gained a lot of traction and specifically in the courts now hmm. and in in australia in our legislature and in our parliament but in this court case in america um and we'll take you through the court case in america and then how that's kind of followed through into Australia and also it's kind of filtered into some other countries, but there's not a lot of rumblings that I can quite ascertain the specifics of just yet. But watch this space. So in terms of this case in America, this woman sought, she really did kind of take a scattergun approach as to what she could obtain. Yeah. But from what I could understand, she sought specific performance, meaning that the court make an order a person to specifically perform something, Um, that anything that is not coming from a cow be referred to as imitation milk. Um, There was the word lactate written about a hundred (laughs) times in one of the things, so that was an interesting read. But the crux of her claim was that although almond milk may resemble the appearance of dairy milk, it is significantly nutritionally inferior And the basis of her claim was that the court could not allow manufacturers of milk to continue to sell it as milk because consumers were buying it thinking that it had the same nutritional substance.
1: So if we take that into context as what we would see here in our Australian legal system, the argument she's making is really that the manufacturers and the producers of almond milk are being misleading and deceptive. to their consumers
0: exactly they're saying this is one thing and you'll get this because of
1: well they're saying you know it's it's rich in proteins and fats so it must be milk exactly when it comes down to the crux of it is milk a substance or is milk a term just like that we describe anything for
0: exactly so the court made its judgment now it was an unpublished opinion so they sort of didn't publicize it
1: yeah there's not much known
0: Um, yeah and it it was a bit tricky to find exactly what happened um but what i could find was that the court made a number of comments um and one said basically that um a reasonable reasonable consumer would not assume that they are nutritionally identical uh which is kind of a, a snippy way of saying if you're drinking almond milk, you can't reasonably think that it is the exact same as dairy milk. You're going to re- assume that there are differences between the two because they are different.
1: I, I I agree with what the court's saying there, but then just after tasting that, uh, I, I can make that opinion after tasting it, but if I hadn't tasted it and I was just looking in the shops at you know milk next to almond milk, it's reasonable to make the opinion that you would think the two milks are similar.
0: I mean, you could make the assumption that they're similar, um, but whether they're the similar in content True. is is the argument that she was making that a reasonable consumer would drink the two and say, these are the exact same in content mm, and I will right. get the exact same nutritional benefit from both.
1: And that was just because of the term milk.
0: Exactly, exactly. So the court was trying to say, no, no, just because it says milk on there, You can't think that the consumer will say, well, because it both says milk, I'm going to get the exact same nutritional benefit from both. Right. It's implicit in the fact that they taste different, Hmm. that one's from almonds, one's from dairy. A consumer consuming it, like you did when you drank it on air, would go, that tastes like nutty water. Yeah. It's different. Yeah. So she lost and she appealed multiple times. (laughs) uh, And she lost... Multiple, Multiple times, times. Yeah, She ended up in the Ninth Circuit of the US Court of Appeal, um, where, as I've stated, she lost. <laughs> um, now, I won't say that case is still going, but that movement is certainly still going. Yep. Um, and it's worth having a, a Google and a research if you're interested in, in the in the realm of uh, Cynthia Painter and her crusade against what her perceived falsehoods of almond milk and dairy milk because she's quite vocal on her opinion.
1: Well, it really, when you think about it, opens up a can of worms regarding food regulatories out It there.
0: does. And, and that's kind of how it did spill over into Australia. So um, in Australia, the Nationals being a political party that do sort of look towards um, and, and sort of support our more sort of country and rural um, populace mm-hmm. um, and... Some people might, uh, some of our listeners might remember when Stuart Ayres um, was a guest on our podcast. Yep. Um, so the Liberal Party is uh, is who Stuart Ayres is a member of and the Liberal make up a coalition with the Nationals. So the Nationals represent sort of our more rural uh, populace and they sort of represent the farmers and the farmers' interests. Yep. Well, of course, farmers have a vested interest in anything to do with milk.
1: Of course, they <laughs> Um.
0: Do. And the Western Australian nationals sought a legislative ban on using terminology um, such as milk. Initially, it was just milk, but they expanded that to have milk and meat be banned on anything that's an alternative.
1: And I I can see from here. So there's a New South Wales-based lobby group as well, which is called Truth and Labelling. That's the name of their group. Correct. And a quote from one of their spokesmen came out and said... If a consumer is walking down the supermarket aisle and sees a soy or almond product that is called milk, they may be falsely believing that they are helping the dairy industry. And that's one of the major problems that the industry seems to have with this is not even the fact that, you know, is it milk, is it good for you or not? It's... I'm helping Australian dairy farmers. Yeah, and it's a different
0: subset of farming. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's yeah. right.
0: And I mean, there's there's a lot of political arguments surrounding a lot of this saying, well, I'm helping Australian farmers, I'm helping Australian farmers because there's soy farmers, there's um, there's all different types of farmers throughout Australia.
1: Well, that's right. Well, I'm looking at li- my little carton of almond milk here. And it says that it is made from at least 99% Australian ingredients. So taking that into account, you would assume that all the almonds would be from Australia.
0: And probably from our hydroelectric plants.
1: You'd think so. But in looking at the ingredients on the back, because I'm an avid consumer, that's what I'm doing here. I can see that the main ingredient in almond milk is in fact filtered water. And there is only 2.5% almonds in almond milk. So, saying that 99% of the ingredients are from Australia could mean that the water used in the almond milk is from Australia. I'm starting to come around on this argument a bit as we go on. on.
0: I understand. And look, I mean, people might want to support our water farmers.
1: Is that a water farmer? I don't don't even know what you call a water farmer,
0: but... A fish? (laughs) Um, So, I mean, the other aspect of the argument being, though, that... Um, having the terms removed, such as milk or meat, from the alternative will completely separate the, the supermarket economies. So it will allow for um, consumers to be very informed about what it is that they're buying. Yeah. Um, but it will also allow for the supermarket economies, i.e. The, pro- the producers and the providers, to be able to be put into two separate categories yeah this was moved by the western australian nationals and then it also did take up um as you've pointed out hot spots in different states because obviously there are representatives for the national parties and all over the country but it was initially picked up in western australia and um effectively the dairy industry just wanted to reclaim the word milk and understandably because they were milking for so long and Mm. the there was a big movement saying there was phrases like it's utterly ridiculous and things like that because um, they, there was a big argument about whether milking was a verb. So whether mm, you milk true. something, it's a verb, and it's to do with a mammal and things like that. Um, and the National Farmers Federation picked up a lot about this, saying that there needs to be some clarity on the definitions through the legislature.
1: Yeah, which and goes through to the Food Standards Code, which is where... Foods are defined.
0: Foods are defined. And I mean, as lawyers, we take definitions very seriously. That's right. Um, Because the parliament debates for hours and hours and hours on end to very specifically define things. And then as lawyers, we get taught different ways of interpreting definitions and how do we interpret the law once the parliament has made it and how do we implement it through the courts and things like that. And then, so, we, you know, the parliament could make a definition about what milk is and then the food standards authorities implement that as the executives. Yep. Um, and if there's a dispute about it, the judiciary, I mean, in America, this was the Blue Diamond Growers and Cynthia Painter, but if the, there was an issue, we in Australia could take it to the court and dispute it there.
1: That's right.
0: But the current state of play, where it is now, because... Nothing was effectively done.
1: No. Well, as it it goes now, looking at the Food Standards Code, Standard 2.5.1 is where it is defined, where milk is defined, and milk is defined as the mammary secretion of milking animals. Correct. Which my understanding would be, as a lawyer, would be comes from an animal.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Um, and the way that it's currently put into effect as it is now, so when it comes to what you see on the shelf or the fridge, is that if it says milk just on its own, it is a presumption of cow.
1: So if I go and buy some milk, it's and from it a cow.
0: only says milk?
1: Only says milk on the bottle, then it's cow.
0: Cow. If it's not from a cow, it has to explicitly say otherwise. So it has to say right. soy, almond, almond goat, Whatever else.
1: Yep, whatever other animal or fruit. Whatever
0: animal or fruit or almond or legume that (laughs) you're purchasing, whatever has lactated or been juiced.
1: um, Needs to say the name it. It has to
0: say it, but it can say milk. Right. So it's an interesting debate. Um, I'm not going to go to a coffee shop and ask for an almond juice latte anytime soon, but.
1: Well, you could. I'd, I'd wonder what would come out, but.
0: <laughs> It'd be interesting. Um, I I I don't think I would want the sideways glances. I rely <laughs> yeah. on my coffee shop too much.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, my standpoint is after going on that, the the food, you know, the food standards code defines what milk is, and it can. I can see the argument why almond milk would be misleading.
0: I, I can certainly see it, and I can see how having the def, the definition being where it is at the moment could have such a serious on-flow effect yeah. to entire industries yeah. going all the way down to grassroot farmers, yeah. literally yeah. grassroot farmers. Yeah. Like it
1: affects um, a lot more people than, you know, just the person that's, you know, purchasing the beverage.
0: And just, and it affects a lot more people and has a lot more of a real world implementation effect than... What we started out with which was talking about somebody who might be a little bit eccentric and bringing Mm. multiple court cases against someone in well a company in lovely america
1: and if you think about it just for an instant here and think that if this did happen say the definition was changed entirely how that would affect our economy even like looking here at some of the uh, statistics we found like in America, I couldn't find any for Australia, but in America, plant-based products generate $1.4 billion in sales exactly. a year. And Like that's a big industry.
0: That's a big industry and it is growing because of the growing movement for veganism, for alternatives to meat, um, yeah. because of obviously the huge uh, greenhouse emissions that cows produce. Um And all of that, and not only that, but the huge changes that any type of, um, I mean, just on a marketing basis alone, I mean, if almond milk producers and those companies had to completely rebrand to say almond juice or imitation, just to then rebrand and then reprint everything that they had to do, that would be a huge cost to any company.
1: And you think about it as well. Would you purchase something that was called imitation milk? Like that sounds Probably a bit not. like, yeah, that sounds and like, I, oh, it's a bit off to me. As
0: I said, an almond juice latte just sounds kind of yeah, weird.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I can definitely understand both uh, sides of the argument. And uh, as lawyers, as we always do, you know, we like to settle in the middle saying it could happen either way. It could go either way.
0: We, yeah, we like to land sitting on the fence until yeah. someone gives us instructions other way. Yeah, that's right. But, um. I think that pretty much wraps it up yeah. for what is a bit of a, a curveball yeah, of a...
1: It is. It's a bit of a different podcast, but it's a it's an interesting one. I can say that.
0: That's it. But yeah, so if anybody has uh, any inputs or anything they'd like to hear about, please flick us an email or uh, send us uh, a message on our Facebook.
1: Yep. Adams and Partners Lawyers. Just search that in Facebook or send us an email to info at AdamsLawyers.com.au.
0: Otherwise, thanks for joining us, guys. Yep. Um
1: Good to to be back on the airwaves and we'll speak to you all soon.
0: Speak to you all soon. Bye. Bye.